Well, good morning, Salem Chapel. It's so good to know that you're on the other end of this screen and that you are tuning in. And we are in Psalm 27. If this is the first time that you're tuning in, we are so glad that you chose to worship with us today. In Psalm 27, we are in this series entitled Heart of a Lion, really answering this question, how do you, how do I live courageously in a chaotic world? And we've been giving this definition for what we mean by heart of a lion, and we've defined it this way. It's, it's living with a courageous confidence in the character and competency of the Lord in all circumstance. So what we mean by character of the Lord is, is who we know the Lord to be, who God's word describes the Lord to be. So his character and his competency, what the Lord can do. And we have courageous confidence in those realities in every circumstance, in all circumstances. And so we are going to be looking at this morning in Psalm 27, verses 11 and 12. Uh, but as you know, we've been working on memorizing this psalm so that at the end of this series, Lord willing, we'll have all 14 verses memorized. How awesome will that be? We'll have 14 verses in our memory banks to have ourselves ready when fear comes, when anxiety comes, when disappointment comes, discouragement comes, whatever emotion you may be struggling with, now you have a repertoire of verses to speak truth to those emotions, to those circumstances that you may encounter in the future. And that's our desire for you. Well, I'm no different than you, so I've been working on memorizing verses 1 through 10. So, we're going to see how I do. So here we go. You say it with me if you can. Verse 1 of Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent, and he will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted above mine enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not away your servant in anger, O you who have been my help. It says, cast me not off. Uh, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. O, be, for my father and mother forsake me, but the Lord will take me in. See, I messed up, but there's grace, right? And so those are the first 10 verses. I hope that you have those memorized or you're committing them to memory. And now we're gonna find ourselves in verses 11 and 12, where David says this, teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me on a level path because of mine enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries for false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. Here's the title of the message this morning if you're taking notes and I encourage you to do so, especially during this time that we're in. Here's the title, how teachable are you? Think about that question. If I was to ask you, 
and maybe we were meeting over coffee and we were just chatting and I was like, hey, how teachable are you? That may, be seem, like, that may seem like an awkward question, uh, not one you would ask if you're just with your friends, but think about that. How teachable are you? Well, let me define what I mean by teachable or better yet, let me have Webster's Dictionary define teachable. It defines it this way, apt and willing to learn. That's what teachable means. And here's the idea that I want us to really look, uh, to grasp as we look at verses 11 and 12 of this psalm. It's this, that a heart of a lion is teachable in the midst of chaos. Heart of a lion is teachable in the midst of chaos. Now, I think that's significant, and we're going we're gonna to see that as we walk through this passage of Scripture, that idea, because I believe our bent, your bent, my bent, I believe our bent when we're in the midst of crisis and chaos is not to be teachable, but rather to be postured in a survival mindset. That's our nature. Like when you're in a crisis and you're in, a, and you're in chaotic times, your first reaction is not, oh, I wonder what I can learn in this. No, no, you're in a survival mindset. And here's what that survival mindset causes us to do. And you probably fall into one of these two camps. The first way that we can react to crisis and chaos is we fight. And what I mean by fight is we want to push through the crisis, And when we want to push through the crisis and look at, all right, I'm in this, I'm ready to fight it, I'm ready to look for a way out, I'm looking how to solve this right away, that can cause us to miss out on the lessons the Lord desires us to learn because we're overreacting or maybe overcorrecting. That's one response. Here's another response. Your response may not be fight, it actually may be flight right? We want to run from the crisis. We want to look for any way that we can get away from the crisis or the chaos that we may be experiencing or are fearful that we will experience. And when that's our reaction, it can cause us to miss out on the lessons the Lord desires us to learn because we're running from our problems. We're constantly running for our problems. We never deal with them head on. And in doing so, we miss out on what the Lord may want to teach us. So here's what I would pose. I would pose based on these verses that we just read that there's a third response when we encounter chaos or crisis. And that response is this, to be teachable. To be teachable in the midst of the crisis. To be teachable in the midst of the chaos. We've said this before, that too often we are asking the wrong question when we are experiencing chaos. Oftentimes we're asking this, too often we're asking this, Lord, get me out of this. Like, what can I do, Lord, to get out of this? And our response is flight. Like, I don't care, I don't wanna learn, I just wanna get out. Rather than asking this, Lord, what do I need to learn in this? And so what I wanna do this morning in these two verses is give you three phrases that you will that you need to say to the Lord if you're going to be teachable. Three phrases. Here's the first phrase. It's found at the beginning of verse 11. Teach me. It says it right there, right? Look at it in your Bibles. Teach me your way, O Lord. Now, it's interesting. That word teach literally means this. It means to shoot or it means to aim. Now, when we think of 
the meaning of that word teach, think about it. So often in our lives, we can be aiming at the wrong target in our life. We can be shooting at the wrong target in our life. Wrong target in terms of how we define success. Or wrong target in what we believe will bring us happiness or wrong target in what we believe will bring us contentment and satisfaction in our life. Wrong target, even in how we may be viewing our relationship with the Lord. And so when David says, teach me your way, O Lord, literally what he's saying is, even in the midst of my crisis right now that I'm experiencing, remember we said that most people believe that David is writing this psalm as he's running from Saul and King Saul is trying to kill David because King Saul is jealous of David because he's going to be the next king, that in the midst of this crisis, David is saying, Lord, I want to make sure that I'm aiming at the right target. Lord, I want to make sure that I don't miss what you want me to learn in the midst of this crisis. And listen to me, I've said this before, but this is such a profound thing that, that you need to remind yourself, the Lord doesn't waste your crisis. The Lord doesn't waste your chaos. He uses those things to refine you. He uses those things to refine me. He uses those things to grow you. He uses those things to make you stronger in your relationship with the Lord. The Lord even uses crisis and chaos to bring you to a point where you realize that you are not your Savior, but there's another Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he's lived, and he's died, and he's rose again for your sins. God uses crisis and chaos in our life. He doesn't waste it. But I love that David says, teach. But who does he say that he desires the Lord to teach? He says what? He says, me. Here's what I've also found. It's much easier for me to identify who I believe needs to learn something other than myself. And I can do that all day long. I can look at this person and say, you know what? I really think you need to learn this or I really think you need to improve in this. I mean, we can do that all day long, right? But David doesn't point the finger at someone else in this crisis. He says, he doesn't say, Lord, I want you to teach King Saul a lesson. He needs to learn some things and I can literally list them out in bullet points. No, no, no. He says, Lord, in the midst of this crisis, I want you to teach me. See, teachability. You having that character trait is not based or is not focused on what you believe someone else needs to learn, but what you need to learn. David doesn't say, Lord, teach me how to get revenge. Lord, teach me how I can, how I can get out of this situation or that situation or get out of this crisis as fast as possible. What does he say? Look at the beginning of verse 11. He says, teach me, and what's the next phrase? Your way, O Lord. Psalm 25, four, Psalm 25 is also a Psalm that David writes. David says it this way, make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. When he says your way, he's literally saying, Lord, I desire you to teach me what you want me to learn in and through this situation. 
Listen, I'm also not saying there's anything wrong with praying, Lord, I would, I would love to be delivered from this. There's nothing wrong with that. Jesus prayed that in the garden, but it's also being submissive to the Lord's will and saying, even in praying that, Lord, it's not just get me out of it. It's, Lord, what do I need to learn in this? Teach me your way, O Lord, not my way. And so often when we're in chaos and crisis, we put all the focus on how we were wronged. Don't you see how David could have easily done that? All focused on how he was wronged and how he was being uh, mischaracterized and how slander was being spread about him. And we, we focus so often on, on maybe even what brought the crisis on that maybe we didn't even do anything and it came upon us and, and we can so focus on that that we miss the opportunity to learn what the Lord wants to teach us. I think it's so important. That's why I say, man, when, when, when you're reading God's word, because the reality is, is the way that the Lord teaches us is through his word. And he uses his word and his spirit to help us how and how to apply that to the different situations that we're in. Have you ever found that you can read the same passages of, passage of scripture that you read a year ago or the same chapter that you read a year ago and it speaks to you differently than it did last time? Why? Because the Lord uses his word to help you learn what he wants you to learn in the situation that you were in. I have my Bible right here. And in the margins, this is Psalm 27. You see all the writing there and there's dates written next to this Psalm. I mentioned already that Psalm 27 has been a Psalm that has helped me through more than you, than I have time to let you know on. But I look at different dates, like, like there's dates even from last year where I've written in the margins. Like I'll just read you what I have here. I wasn't even planning on doing this where I said, it takes strength and it takes courage to wait on the Lord. Lord, I need your strength and my heart needs courage today. I literally wrote the date from last year based on verse 14, where we haven't even looked at yet. Verse nine that we talked about last week, I wrote last year, the Lord is my help. Lord, I need your help today. Why do I share that with you? Because I think we miss out on learning such deep and profound truths about ourselves and about who the Lord is when we do not take a posture of teachability in the midst of chaos and of crisis. What we need to say during these times of crises that you may be in, that, that I may be in right now is, Lord, I need you. I need you to help my aim. Lord, I need you to help me shoot straight, that I'm aiming at the right target. Lord, I'm ready to learn. Teach me. Here's the second phrase that you need to be saying if you're going to be teachable. You need to be saying to the Lord. And that second phrase is literally straight out of verse 11. Not just teach me, but he says, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. And when I was studying this week, this passage of scripture, this ministered to me in a profound way because David just doesn't pray to the Lord to teach him what he needs to learn. But he also asked the Lord for a guide to help him in the learning process. Like how awesome is that of our Lord? How much does the Lord show his love for you and me that he just doesn't say, I want you to learn these things, but he also says, I'm not just gonna tell you what to learn. I'm gonna help you learn them. I'm going to be your guide. Now think of David again. 
Remember that picture I showed at the very first week of those caves that I saw when I was in Israel last year? David is running in and out of caves, rugged terrain, exhausting terrain. And it's no surprise to me that David would, would use the experiences that he is living in to say, Lord, what I want more than anything is not just for you to teach me your way, Lord, but I want you to lead me on a level path. Not one that's windy, not one that has dead ends. No, no, no. Lord, I want you to lead me on a level path. And the Lord wants you and he wants me to know that he uses difficult times, chaotic times, times of crisis in your life to teach you and to lead you in things that you would not experience otherwise. But praise God, he doesn't want you to learn these things on your own. That he promises to guide you in the process of refinement, in the process of growth, in the process that is often painful. John 16, 13 says this of the Holy Spirit. Because if you've placed your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have been given the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you, who guides you. Jesus says it this way. He, speaking of the Holy Spirit, will guide you into all truth. Here's a simple way to explain it through this illustration. Uh, if you if you call it Salem Chapel your home, you know I've said this before. I don't have a great sense of direction. And uh, just talk to Lori. I don't have a great sex, sex, uh, sense of direction. She does. She can go to a place one time and know how to get back there. And she had only gone there once months ago. Not me. I'm always thinking about something else. But think of it this way. When you, when you are trying to find something, a place that you've never been before, or if you're like me, a place you've been many times before and you don't remember how to get there, the address is important, right? Because the address tells you your destination. Think of the address as truth. Like if I gave you my address, it's truth. That's the address. That's where our house is. It's not going to move. That's where that house will always be at that address. So that address, address is like truth. But if you're like me, what do you do? You enter in the address in your GPS, whether it's on your car or in your phone, and that GPS does what? It guides you. It tells you where to turn. It tells you how far the turn is going to be. It leads you, hopefully, exactly where you need to go. And think about it that way. The address is the truth of God's word. It's where the Lord wants us to be. It's what the Lord wants to do in our life. But the GPS is the Holy Spirit. He's been given us to guide us to the destination. And what an amazing thing that that is, that God's not that teacher that you may have had in life that just was always on you telling you what you needed to do, but never did a good job explaining how you needed to do it, or that coach that was always riding you, but never helped you develop the skills so that you could actually accomplish what he was wanting you to accomplish. The Lord's not like that. He wants you to learn. He wants you to teach you things, but he also isn't going to leave you on your own. He's going to guide you along the process. He's going to show you the level path. I mean, most scholars believe, I was interested to research this when I was studying Psalm 27. How long was David running for his life from King Saul? Most scholars believe four years. 
four years. Some of you are in, you're, we're in this shelter in place order and, and everybody's viewing it differently. Some of you are like, when are we gonna get out of this thing? It feels like we've been in it for years. Think about David, four years running for his life. Think about what every day looked like for David him asking the question every day, where do I hide and run to next? Where are the men that are trying to kill me today? How far away are they? What are their plans? What lies are they spreading about me? And David says, lead me on a level path. But why does he ask that? He says it's because of my enemy and the strategy of your enemies, whatever they may be, is to cause confusion And they're about planning crafty and cunning agendas to take you down. And oftentimes, here's what happens oftentimes. Remember I said in crisis, we either fight or flight. And often when we fall into temptation to want to look to solve the crisis, and we're in that fight mode, right? And, and, And we're looking at, at the situation, what we can oftentimes do is we can say to ourselves, well, well, what's the angle that I can go, af- go at this? What's the angle? What's, what's the way I can cut corners on this? What's the way that I can achieve my objective the, the easiest and quickest way possible? And like I said, we miss out on what the Lord wants to teach us. But what, here's, here's what I think David is getting at in this phrase, lead me on a level path because of my enemies, that the Lord's strategy is always straightforward it's always level, it's always open, it's always honest. And the Lord's strategy always brings calm in the midst of chaos. 1 Corinthians 14, 33, my dad used to tell me this verse all the time. It says this, God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. God is not about confusing you. God is not about going after crafty agendas. No, no, no. The Lord wants you to experience a level path in the midst of crisis, in the midst of chaos. And obedience to the truth, the truth of what? The truth of God's word, what God says in God's word. You've heard me say this before if you call Salem Chapel your home. God's word is God's will that the obedience to the truth of what God says in God's word is always, hear me, I'm gonna repeat that again, always, not sometimes, God's word in obedience to it is always the level path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, some of my life verses, this proverb says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do you know it takes trust? For you to say to the Lord, teach me and lead me. If you don't realize that, then you haven't been put in a situation that's been chaotic or been a situation of crisis. Those of us who have, you know what I'm talking about. It takes tremendous trust to say of the Lord, Lord, I'm going to be teachable in this moment and I'm going to allow you to lead me. Doesn't mean I sit on my hands and do nothing, but no, no, no. Every day, Lord, I'm gonna ask you to give me wisdom and guidance so that I can sense where you're leading me. And if it contradicts God's word, then I know that's not the way that I should go. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Don't try to solve it yourself. Don't try to make shortcuts in the process. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Lord, I want to say this phrase to you. Teach me. 
I want to say this phrase to you. Lead me. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And what's the result? He will make your paths straight. I wish I had time to share with you all the ways that I've seen these verses prove themselves true in my life. Times where I literally was, was put sovereignly by God in a situation where I was like, God, I don't even be, I don't even can begin to have a plan in how I'm supposed to handle this. I don't even know where to start. And what the Lord was just wanting me to do was trust him. Lord, what do you want me to learn? God, I need you to lead me. And every time I've taken that posture in my life, I can testify to you that he's made my paths straight and he'll do the same thing for you. What's the first, third phrase we need to say to the Lord if we're gonna be teachable? Well, David says there in verse 12, give me not up to the will of my adversaries for false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. Well, obviously he's probably talking about King Saul. He's probably talking about King Saul's entourage and, and what they're maybe even talking about back in Israel about David. I'm sure he's wondering, Lord, there's all these things circling around me about my reputation, about my motives, of, about things that aren't true about me. And, and his desire is, is Lord, would you pre, please protect me? Would you not give me up to my adversaries and their plans that are rooted in sinfulness? And he's calling out to God. And I think the third phrase that we need to say to the Lord, if we're going to be teachable, is guard me. God, would you guard me? God, not just teach me, not just lead me, but Lord, I'm, I'm in some crisis right now. And, and maybe it's a situation like David's and, and there's people saying things about you and you, you don't know how to defend yourself or if you should defend yourself or whatever it may be. And it's like, Lord, would you guard me? Because I know at times it can feel like you are losing the battle you are in. You may be feeling like that right now. Maybe it's because of the coronavirus situation. Maybe it's because of something completely different than that. And you may be feeling like today that you are losing the battle that you are in because often in crisis, you're dealing with the chaos of the day, right? Okay, what's today going to bring? You start approaching every day pessimistically rather than optimistically. Okay, what, when's the next shoe going to drop today, right? You can view it that way and it doesn't seem to end and it gets wearisome and it gets discouraging, because it, feel like, it feels like chaos never takes a day off. Well, David feels this way in verse 12. I want you to know that these words are inspired by God, which means that God is literally saying, these are words that, that, that you can say to me. It's okay to feel this way. It's not okay to stay there, but it's okay to feel this way. And listen to me, right now on the other side of that screen, I want you to hear me on this. If someone is trying, if someone is, is, is trying to slander you, or someone is trying to speak slander about someone else to you, can I just tell you, according to God's word, that that is a tell? Man, that is a tell that they shouldn't be trusted. Because David is specifically speaking of slander in this verse. And slander never results in unity. It always results in division. Because slander never seeks a godly outcome. David says the phrase here, man, they breathe out violence, not peace. But what do we know of the Lord? Yeah, what do we know of the Lord? Why are we memorizing this psalm? 
What does David know of the Lord? It's what he says in verses 5 and 6 of this psalm. Refresh your memory. Look back to it in your Bible. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head will be lifted above mine enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. What does David know of the Lord? That the Lord is the one that's going to guard him even when his reputation is being tested. And you never, you need to write this down. You never lose when the Lord is your defense. You never lose. You never lose when the Lord is your defense. You want to know why that statement is true? Because the Lord has never lost a battle. The Lord's record is undefeated. It's not a million and one or or a million wins and three losses. We would love to have that record. That would be amazing. But no, no, no. To the Lord, perfection is the only standard. And the Lord has never lost a battle. He'll never lose a war. And that's why the Lord is your greatest defense against crisis caused by persons or crisis caused by other circumstances. I close with this, Isaiah 54, 17. Maybe you need to write that right next to verses 11 and 12. And Isaiah says this, no weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. And you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me declares the Lord. You know what I love about that verse? is that if I am exercising teachability, and listen, you can't exercise teachability without humility. If I'm exercising teachability and I have a posture in my life that says, Lord, would you teach me? Would you teach me in this crisis? Would you teach me in this chaos? Lord, I don't know everything. Would you teach me? Lord, would you lead me? Would you guide me in where I should go? Lord, I'm not going to run ahead of you. Lord, I want you to guide me and to show me. I'm going to use your word as my compass. Your word is the address. Your Holy Spirit is the GPS. And I'm going to be in your word to consume the truth. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to guide me in that truth today as Jesus promises he will in John 16. And when I have that posture, man, Isaiah 54, 17 will be true in my life. And I I will have amazing war stories, battle stories to be able to testify on how that is true, that the Lord will guard me. He will teach me. He will lead me. And as we close, here's what I want to ask you. Which of these three phrases that we looked at in verses 11 and 12 of Psalm 27 is the Lord wanting you to say to him now in order to to learn what he desires you to learn in this time. Is it teach me? Is it lead me? Is it trusting that God will guard you? Because a heart of a lion is teachable in the midst of chaos. Lord, we thank you that, Lord, you do not lead us on a journey to walk on our own. And Lord, I know that I can't begin to identify every single crisis, every single bit of chaos that people may be going through on the other side of the screen. But Lord, I thank you that you do. There's not one situation, one problem that is outside of your knowledge. 
And Lord, even though we don't ask for crisis, even though we don't ask for chaos to, to come into our life, Lord, I thank you that you don't waste it. And it's in those times that you want us to learn the most. It's in those times that you want us to grow the most. It's in those times that you want to build your reputation in our lives to show us that, that you will lead us on a level path. And it's in those times that you want us to understand that you are our greatest, you are our greatest source of protection. You will guard us greater than anyone else will. You are our greatest defense. Lord, may, may, Every person that is watching this today or during this week or later on, whatever it may be, Lord, may they understand the importance of being teachable so they don't miss out on what you want them to learn and what that you want them to experience about who you are, your character, and your competency in all circumstances. In Jesus' name, amen.